Welcome to the FitFig Podcast. I'm Steph Figarelli, your host, co-owner of Figarelli's Fitness LLC in Anchorage, Alaska. I have some tips for you today, nutrition and fat loss related tips. I'm going to go through each one of these and elaborate just a little bit. But these are some of the things that have helped me tremendously over the years as I've pursued my own fat loss goals, building muscle. And these things have worked well for my clients. So number one, Here's a tip that I use. First of all, I recommend that you get yourself on some kind of a tracking app. This isn't for everybody, but if you want to be the most successful with your fat loss, I do recommend tracking your nutrition in some way. The easiest way to do this is to download the app MyFitnessPal onto your phone. It's free. You can upgrade to the premium version. I think it's $50 a year. At least it used to be. I don't personally use that, but I know a lot of my clients do and they love it. Otherwise, it's free. Just download the app. And the the tip I have for you is pretty simple. It takes a little bit more work because you have to think ahead. So slightly more tedious than just winging it the next day. But what I recommend is that you input your food the night before into your food diary. So the way MyFitnessPal sets it up, and you can customize this, is meal one, meal two, meal three, and then your snacks, as well as your water intake and your exercise. So The night before, plug in all the food for the next day that you plan to consume. Drinks, anything, all the calories that you're going to consume, plug them in the night before. This is going to save you a lot of time. Plus, you wake up that next morning and you already know what's on the menu. No need to overthink it. There it is. Number two, remove all foods from your cupboards, your refrigerator, your freezer, anything that you know you cannot control yourself around. I'm not going to have you label these foods good or bad. We're not going to give them any kind of name. But if you feel like you have no impulse control around chocolate, for example, or wine, just eliminate it for the time being. You can always introduce it back when you have developed stable, strong, healthy habits where you have cultivated a little bit more self-discipline and willpower around specific things. Otherwise, You're just going to mess with your own head and get in your own way if you have these things teasing you and staring at you from the cupboard, especially in moments of weakness. If you come home after a hard day at work and you're exhausted and you you open the cupboard and there's 15 bottles of wine, come on, what are you going to do? So set yourself up for success. Think about your future self. Look out for that future version of you that's going to be tired and potentially feeling weak in a given moment on a hard day. So remove all temptations from the cupboards, the refrigerator, the freezer, with the mindset that eventually you'll bring them back. It's not that they're gone forever, but just, you know, make sure you don't set yourself up for sabotage. Next one is go grocery shopping with recipes in mind, rather than wandering aimlessly through the aisles, tossing things into your shopping cart. Go in with a goal. Look up some recipes online, whatever you like. I have found great recipes from Skinny Taste. They have great uh, uh, like books, cookbooks, website, even like keto websites. I found some fun stuff on YouTube. Just whatever you're in the mood for, whatever maybe you want to, whatever you want to have, just Google it or YouTube it and then make a list of all the ingredients for for maybe even two meals so you have plenty of food. I mean, obviously you're going to grab extra things to have in the house, but when you go with a goal in mind, there's intent behind your grocery shopping visit, you're going to then come back with ingredients and food items 
to support your goals because you're going to have recipes hopefully that you can make and whip out quickly uh, at home. And so then you don't have to really think about piecing together a proper meal. You're going to go with a goal in mind and get what you need. So next thing, eat more protein. This is going to be a life-changing habit for everybody. This is the biggest struggle that I see with my clients. I have personally even struggled with this myself. And the easiest way to do this is to include more animal foods in your diet. I recognize that it's not popular to consume animals in 2022. There's a lot of emotion around this. There's a lot of stuff going on regarding climate change. And so this is where you're going to have to do your due diligence and research things on your own and come to your own conclusions about things. But this is where it's going to be personal responsibility. You're going to have to figure out what fits your lifestyle, aligns with your values uh, for you. For me, I feel best when I have protein in my diet that comes from animal sources, things like beef, chicken, fish, preferably grass-fed, grass-finished beef, the healthiest, best option that I can get my hands on, which is not always easy. Um, you know, if you like uh, free-range chicken, whatever you want, if you can get a hold of, you know, eggs and if you have chickens or if you know somebody who has chickens who's willing to either give you or sell you their chicken eggs, that would be ideal. Um, but personally, I feel like I've gotten the best results with my fat loss and my muscle building efforts when I consume an adequate amount of protein. The general recommendation for someone who is strength training is one gram of protein per pound of lean body mass. This would require you to get a DEXA scan or have a caliper test done to where you can determine your lean body mass. Um, there are other recommendations floating around the internet out there. Uh, 0 0.8 per kilogram of body weight would be one of them, which is quite a bit lower. Um, and so this to me, unless I'm working with a client, I don't often give general advice on my podcast or in posts because it's going to be different for everyone, depending on your activity level, how much muscle you have, things like that. So, but having more protein is going to do a couple things for you. It's going to re regenerate muscle tissue. It's going to keep you feeling fuller longer throughout the day. When you're cutting calories, one of the biggest problems that most people run into is they're hungry. They experience crazy sugar cravings. These sugar cravings are often very difficult to control and push through. But when you have a little bit more protein, especially if you do what's called front loading your protein, where you have a large intake of protein at the start of your day. For example, I think my breakfast this morning was around 50 grams of protein. And to most people, that sounds crazy. Uh, sounds like a lot of protein, but I consume one cup of egg whites, two whole eggs, and then four pieces of pork bacon. And then I have about a hundred calories from mixed fruit. So today it was cherries, blueberries, and watermelon. So also most of our fruit in Alaska is out of season. <laughs> So it's not the best quality fruit, but I'll take what I can get. So this is just a general idea. Just have front load your protein, have more up front, eat more protein throughout the day because more of, having more of your calories come from this, this satiating macronutrient is really going to help you um, with your fat loss goal, rebuilding muscle because you're giving the body what it needs. The interesting thing about protein is it can 
it can convert to usable fuel in the body. It can convert to glycogen. Um, Carbohydrates, in fact, cannot convert to protein. Protein is a unique macronutrient and it cannot be stored in the body for very long. So it must be consistently consumed. Uh, Whereas fat and carbohydrates can be stored within the body. So if you start to look at your food like it's information, you can connect more of this why. You can feel more of this incentive to consume each of these macronutrients. So for protein, it's a pretty magnificent macronutrient. You're going to feel better. You're going to perform better. You're going to get your body composition uh, results much faster if you consume more protein. So work on that. It is a project. I'm not saying it's easy by any means. Um, But make a list of all the protein uh, foods that you love and build your meals around that. It's going to be a little bit easier when you do that. I personally do not consume any plant protein sources and count them toward my protein goals, but that's just me. Um, I don't feel particularly, I don't feel good when I consume soy protein. I've tried, I attempted to be a vegetarian for about two years and it didn't go well for me. Granted, I could have done things probably much better. Knowing what I know now about nutrition, uh, I could have made better decisions, but I feel good when I eat meat. So think about that. That's actually one of my my next tips is to listen to your body. So when you consume a food or a meal, think about, is it leaving you feeling energized? Is it leaving you feeling lethargic? Are you super tired? Do you have a stomach ache? Or do you feel nothing at all? Sometimes when I consume food, I'm just like, eh. When I consume fresh salmon, like I'm talking fresh Alaskan <laughs> uh, uh, caught salmon, I feel energized. I feel satiated. I don't need a lot of it to feel good. Um, maybe like a four ounce filet. And I'm telling you right now, my energy is good. My cognitive function improves. I don't know what it is. And what's funny is I grew up despising all fish. It has taken me most of my life to appreciate salmon, but because of the the way that it makes me feel, I have a new appreciation for it. So think about that. When you consume four ounces of hamburger, or four ounces of chicken, or four ounces of, I don't even know if somebody would consume four ounces of tofu, but if whatever it is, a potato, a piece of bread, anything you consume, evaluate how you feel. Now, it's not to say if you don't feel well that you should never have it again, but maybe you need to reduce your portion, or maybe you need to have it less frequently. So just take a note, take note of how you feel after consuming specific foods. The next tip I have for you is to plan your meals ahead of time. So I mentioned briefly about thinking things through the day before and then inputting them into your MyFitnessPal app so you don't have to guess. But when you have a meal or a recipe planned a week ahead of time or even just a couple of days ahead of time, you take the guesswork out of everything. You don't have to stress about what am I going to eat? Because you know when you're tired, you're going to make... A, deci- a decision you wouldn't normally eat. Maybe you're going to eat a whole row of Ritz crackers and that's it. That's dinner. When you could have planned a, a healthier meal had you just given yourself a couple extra days. So think about that. Plan your meals ahead. The next tip I have is to meal prep on Sundays or any day that works with your schedule. So if so, so for myself, Sunday is the first day of the week. I do a lot of mentally 
uh, mental and physical preparation for the, the week ahead. And one of those things I like to do is to prepare my meals. So that's where I'll plan things like recipes, possibly even go grocery shopping. Um, but then I'll meal prep. So I'll batch, I'll make a big batch of something. So yesterday we made chicken fajitas with chicken thighs and a ton of veggies. And uh, we've got the the tortillas and everything ready to go. So now for the next three days, we're going to have fajitas. Now, if you're somebody who needs a lot of variety, doing something like that may be boring, but I'm going to give you another tip here shortly about how you should, you should kind of think about changing your mindset around needing constant variety to set yourself up for success. So for me, I can eat the same food over and over and I feel great and I don't get bored. But think about that batch, do like a big thing, a batched um, chicken breast, fish, if you like steak, if you like um, like we do a chicken thigh, like seasoned thing. I don't even know what to call it. I just looked it up online. It's like throw every seasoning you possibly can think of on these baked chicken thighs. Uh, and then again, like yesterday, making the chicken fajitas, super helpful. Uh, next tip is to eat two servings of veggies per meal. So if you eat four meals per day, that's eight servings of vegetables per day. Now, you got to measure, so make sure that you have measuring cups or a scale or both, preferably both, um, so you know how much you're getting of each of these things. And you can accurately measure. This is going to help. Anything where you can make something more precise, have more accurate measurements, you're going to get better results. So two servings of veggies, whatever you like, spinach, kale, lettuce, tomatoes. Well, I think tomatoes are a fruit, but you get the drift. Like whatever you like to have. Veggies are filling. They're high in fiber, high in water content. So they leave us feeling full for a longer period of time, much like protein. Um, but they are a carbohydrate source. So they don't have a lot of protein in them, at least not protein that I count. Personally, you do you. Um, but they're going to help with just making your food have more volume. So when you're reducing calories in an effort to lose body fat, you're going to feel better having more vegetables in your diet. Now, some people are sensitive to this. They get a little more gassy, uh, maybe have some stomach discomfort. So go back to that other tip I just gave you a, a few um, minutes ago about paying attention to how you feel. So if you have a cup of broccoli and it makes you feel really gassy and your stomach gets upset, that might be a food you need to eliminate or reduce the frequency of consumption for everyone in your household. <laughs> um, so next tip is use protein supplements to fill the gaps. A lot of complaints that I get from clients are they cannot hit their target protein because they cannot eat enough protein from, let's say, chicken, fish, beef, um, which, by the way, there are a lot of protein uh, options. Well, I'll get to that here in a minute. But a whey protein shake, a whey isolate could be very helpful in digestion. I have a very sensitive stomach to whey. It seems to have gotten a little bit worse over the years. So I had to be careful with whey protein. Uh, people have experimented with like pea protein, hemp protein, soy protein. I personally do not consume any of these things. They do not feel good to me. I do recommend that if you're going to consume soy in any regard, do some research on that to make sure it's something you want to put into your body. I personally try to avoid soy at all costs. Um, but make, you know, this is something that, again, I try to go grass fed, um, the least amount of ingredients as possible. A lot of this stuff is filled with, you know, um, different flavors and 
depends on the artificial sweetener, but there's a whole bunch of different ones. You got to be careful that you're not going to, you know, you're not going to be sensitive to these things. Um, but often one scoop of protein is going to yield 20 to 25 grams of, of protein. And generally speaking, they're zero to three grams of carbohydrates and fairly low in fat. So whey protein is a low fat, low, generally low carb protein source, unless you purchase something that has higher carbs, higher fat. So make sure that you read the label before you buy it. Uh, this is a great habit to get into anyway, just reading labels all the time. So you educate yourself about what's in the food that you're putting into your body. Um, and this is a big deal. You should start to do that anyway, because reading labels is it's the responsible thing to do. Um, I mean, most of us, when we, like, I just, I just bought a new set of sheets for my bed and they were not cheap, but there's specific washing instructions for those sheets. If I disregard the washing instructions, I'm sure that the sheets would be just fine. But for whatever reason, they have these specific requirements. Um, and I feel like we pay attention more to things like what we're putting in our cars, like as far as fuel and additives and oil, we pay attention to our laundry and what we're putting in our, you know, our clothes and all the things and the detergents and all whatnot. But we're not really careful and, and conscious of what we're putting in our bodies. We just say, ah, I don't know. I don't want to worry about it. I'm not going to think about it. It's not a big deal. But if you think more about what you're putting in your body, you're going to have a better output. So you're going to feel better. You're going to perform better. You're going to get better results with your fat loss and your muscle building efforts. So don't just blow off what you're putting in your body. Think about it. Read labels. If you don't know what it means, look it up. Take the time to look it up and learn about what you're putting in your body. This is your fuel. So the next tip I have for you is to eat the same foods over and over and over again until you get the hang of all of this. Because when you start to introduce variety too soon, you can make yourself feel incredibly overwhelmed. And often this is what prompts people to quit. They give up because they can't keep up. There's too much. It's too much information. It's too much change into their routine. They're used to just grabbing whatever off the shelf, putting it in their body without a care in the world. Yet this hasn't been working. So my question to you is, how is that working? If you're telling me that you don't want to eat more protein and that you want to just, you know, I don't know, eat four pieces of bread instead, and that's easier for you. So whatever, don't trade convenience for the opportunity to have better health. You know, think about this. Like, I understand it's inconvenient to try to, well, I think it's convenient, but sometimes people are more interested in being entertained. They don't want to be bored. They don't want anything bland. They want to look forward to their food. I get it, yo. I love food more than probably anyone I know. I could eat more than anyone I know. And I'm, I would consider myself a foodie. I'm not the most sophisticated person, but I've traveled parts of the world and I've sought out, you know, dishes in these different parts of the world on purpose because I love food. So I get the need for variety, but when you have a specific fat loss goal, it's in your best interest to eat the same foods over and over again. So things are predictable in your world. You don't have to work very hard to stick to your plan because you're looking for compliance and consistency. Once you get stability with this, you're on stable ground, you have a good routine. Now you can introduce more variety, but you have to get to that place before you just start shaking the ground. You know what I mean? Oh no, now I'm like, I don't know where this fits. It's like, is this a carb? Is this a protein? What do I do? Then you're confused. Set yourself up for success. Eat the same foods. 
every single day, get a grip, then introduce more routine. This is going to require some consistency on your part. Um, this is going to require discipline, willpower, and tracking. So take ownership of that. This is where you have a personal responsibility in your health and you know, you're conscious of making these choices. Um, the next tip is make a list of all the protein, carb, and fat sources that you really like. All the proteins. So for me, I love T-bone. I love ribeye. I love salmon. I love chicken thighs. Um, you know, make a list. Uh, I like scallops. I like eggs. So, okay, here's my list. That's all my proteins that I like. There's more, but that's, you know, just to give you an idea. Now make a list of all the carbohydrate sources that you like. Sweet potatoes, regular white potatoes, rice, quinoa, fruit, vegetables. Then make a list of all the dietary fat that you love. Olive oil, butter, uh, olives, cheese, high-fat Greek yogurt. Meat would fall into that category, especially like a T-bone or a ribeye that are quite high in fat. Um, so some of these are going to have crossover. You're going to have protein, like a T-bone steak that's also going to be a good, you know, high in fat. So do some research on Google. If you're having a hard time understanding what a carbohydrate is and what a fat is or what a protein is, no big deal. These are your three macronutrients, but get familiar with them. So you'll understand that when you're making these food choices, that you're giving your body information and there's a task that the body needs to do with each of these macronutrients. So they are vital. There's a time and a place to reduce carbohydrates for some people, but I don't recommend as a blanket statement that people do low carb. It's, it's like a case by case scenario basis. Now, as far as like super low fat, it, here's the thing, your macro ratios are customizable. They're, they're things you need to customize to your yourself because each of us are unique. Some people do better on higher fat, lower carbohydrate, a little bit higher carbohydrate, lower fat. Uh, I still think protein should stay pretty steady. I'm not a huge fan of things like the keto diet where they drop protein. Um, I understand why they do that, but I, I still have seen the, I have seen the best results when clients keep a pretty steady intake of protein. Um, they're not dropping it too low. So these are just some ideas I wanted to share with you because I want you to be successful in the new year. I know there's a lot of confusing information out there with diets. What should I eat? What's the right, you know, <laughs> what's a macro? How do I do this? I get it. These are just simplified ideas of what you can do. And here's the thing. Take two of these. Just take two. I think I gave you 11 ideas here. Take two. So maybe you just... Maybe you just download the app MyFitnessPal and begin to track your food. Maybe that's all you do today or this week or this month. Then maybe you plan your meals ahead of time. Totally fine. Maybe you familiarize yourself with what macronutrients are and you begin the process of reading labels. Take it slow. Be patient with yourself. And if you treat this like it's a university class, it's going to be much more interesting to you. You know, have a, a sense of curiosity be open to experimentation, be open to trying new things, trying new foods, um, and don't get frustrated. If something doesn't go perfectly the first time, give yourself more time. Ask questions, do research, seek out information. I hope this was helpful to you. If you have a minute, please consider going to iTunes and leaving me a review. I would really love your feedback. It helps me 
It helps other people too. More importantly, it spreads the word. It helps people. If you find this helpful, maybe somebody else will too. Hope you guys are doing well. I will talk to you in the next one.